Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Visit our website, whonewpodcast.com, or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and on Facebook at Who New Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. Today, we're taking a quick trip in the TARDIS with Torchwood Season 1. So we're all going to be a lot more violent and yelling at each other. I'm already depressed. What were we doing before? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't change very much, right? <laughs> See? <laughs> Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce who else is here. Well, hello, this is Frank. <laughs> and this is Kelsey. Hello, this is Auburn. Hi, this is Arlene. Hi, this is Brian. Torchwood, as we know and discussed previously, was started by Queen Victoria in response to the Doctor's appearance in Tooth and Claw, and also in response to the extraterrestrial threats. Frank, you want to discuss uh, the Torchwood locations and numbers and all that? In the first episode of Torchwood, Captain Jack meets Gwen, um, she's Gwen Cooper, and he explains that Torchwood 1 was in London, and that's Canary Wharf, and that's what was destroyed, that was the Torchwood Tower. Destroyed by the Cybermen in, and Dalek. In Doomsday. Battle. Uh, Torchwood 2 was an office in Glasgow and just run by a very strange man. And it seemed like it was, was it just one man for Torchwood? That's what it sounded like. It sounded like, not the charge of it all. Um, Torchwood 3 is called The Hub, and that's the setting for this series. And it consists of a five-person team of Captain Jack Harkness, who is the leader. There's... Um, Toshiko Sato, who is a computer specialist. Owen Harper, who is a medical specialist. Um, there's Susie Costello, and she kind of does everything, and she's working with the alien artifacts and trying to make them work. I thought she was like the engineer. What's, what is Jackson? Uh, he says that she's second in command. Yeah. And, yeah, that. that's okay. <laughs> and second in command. But it seems like she's second in command, but she's also seemed more include, inclusive of the actual artifacts. At least there's one in the opening that she was trying to make work, which is the glove. And then there's Yanto Jones, which is basically, in the first episode, Jeeves. He's just the man who knows how to make everything work and run. in like front desk. In bureaucracy. He just help, help out jack of all trades. Administrative. Yeah, office manager. Office manager. <laughs> but throughout the season, he gets a little bit more. You get to see what else he does. So that was Torchwood 3. And then Torchwood 4, well, it's kind of gone missing. And hopefully someday we'll find it. So well, that's all he pretty much says. This pilot episode has a sort of, we have a sort of story with uh, myself and Brian. I went to Comic-Con one year and this was before it premiered, and we have uh, they were giving out DVDs of that pilot episode. And I remember watching it in, I think it was Brian's office at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were like, this show looks so bad. It was weirdly, it was a weird copy. It was all the special effects shots just looked horrible. And yeah. I, I think it was the PAL to NTSC conversion that made it look that way. It looked like a cheap soap opera from the 80s. But that was my first experience, exposure to Torchwood, and it made me not want to go back. But then Brian did had the opposite effect, I guess. Well, yeah, we were we we kind of got interested. Um, we liked Captain Jack. Uh, well, he's kind of very hot, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we watched a few episodes and then realized it was a Doctor Who spinoff. I think I don't think we knew it was a Doctor Who spinoff. Oh, when we first started watching, yeah. No, that's what got us back into Doctor Who. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, they're doing a spinoff of this, so let's watch this character's 
episodes and story arc on Doctor Who because when we first yeah, started but you're watching... jumping ahead. I'm saying we watched Torchwood, and then with Torchwood, we went, this is a spinoff of Doctor Who, and then we went back and watched Captain Jack's episodes in Doctor Who to see if we would like Doctor Who. That's exactly what he just no. said. <laughs> 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 he didn't. What, I, what I'm hearing is we went back to watch the Captain Jack episodes of Doctor Who before Torchwood aired. Now, you may have watched this with Eugene, the pilot, before that, but when you and I watched it, it was like, Torchwood is coming out. It's about Captain Jack. Let's find out who this character is and see if we want to start watching Torchwood. So we went, went back and watched mm. the Doctor Who episodes that had Captain Jack. And that's when we said, Doctor Who's pretty good. Because <laughs> we like the classic. And I remember the first episode we didn't get into, the Rose episode. So when we started watching the Captain Jack episodes, we went back. And that's when we started watching all Doctor Who season one. And then we caught, you know, had caught up and then we watched it as it was airing. I heard the same thing from both of you. <laughs> I think Brian cheated on me with Captain Jack. Uh, that's I think a pass, he watched. Right? I, think he, I think he watched, watched Torchwood first and didn't tell me and saw that with Eugene because I did not know that they got a copy and had seen that before. It's one of the, the celebrities that's allowed, right? <laughs> I remember that Captain Jack was so different in Torchwood than he was in Doctor mm -hmm. Who. The characterization, the humor, the lightheartedness, the con man had gone away, replaced by somebody who was just sad, depressed. Mm. It wasn't fun. But the whole tone of the show was so different. I was saying, well, you know, Captain Jack isn't just, isn't as charming in this no, series. he's not. I don't know. It's just, there's nothing lighthearted about him. There's nothing too charismatic or someone who's trying to, you know, get on your good side. It's just... I guess they try to write it into the character, but it does it falls flat with such a serious tone of the mm -hmm. whole series. I don't know if it's serious, but it's dark. Yeah. Well, I do remember reading that Russell wanted Torchwood to be for adults, wanted it darker, but he was still working on Doctor Who. And so he let the people who were running Torchwood and writing it, you know, go their own way. And it was like giving them some input. But once you saw it, going, whoa, that's a lot darker than I intended it to go. Yeah, he didn't mean it to be this dark. Yeah, because Russell was um, spread thin, I think, at this mm -hmm. moment, because he was also doing Sarah Jane Adventures, Torchwood, and Doctor Who, the series. So, I, you know, he had to kind of let people run with the other two shows, and he couldn't oversee. Yeah. You know, he wrote the pilot, and the pilot is very, very dark, you know? I mean, people are swearing. I was kind of surprised watching the Blu-ray because I think I had only seen it on TV where they cut the swearing out. But there's a lot of swearing yeah. in this. And I remember thinking, wow, this is not Doctor Who. Um, and then, you know, there's so much death in it and, you know, guns being fired. And it's just like, this is not Doctor Who. It's very, very dark. So he kind of set it up that way is what I'm saying. But then they did go very, very dark in later episodes. Yeah, so what we're discussing now is season one and how it relates to the episodes in Doctor Who that we have followed. And I mean, Torchwood sort of starts not, I wouldn't say just with Tooth and Claw, but we go all the way back to the ninth Doctor in The Unquiet Dead, where you have the Gelf and the Rift mm -hmm. in Cardiff Bay. Mm -hmm. And that's why Torchwood 3, where this series is taking place in, is in Cardiff Bay because of that uh, rift. And then um, they also mention it again in uh, Boomtown. Yeah, because the, that's the where the TARDIS, TARDIS is parked on top of the rift to refuel. So, you know, looking at the Doctor Who timeline, when the when the TARDIS is there on the rift recharging, the Torchwood hub is right underneath them. So 
that's just a fun little. And Jack tells the new character Gwyneth Gwen, <laughs> who was played by Eve Miles. Eve Miles in who Unquiet played Gwyneth Dead. in the Unquiet Dead. So, and then they do a little retroactive. Oh, so do your ancestors live in Cardiff? Kind of thing, because it's the same actress. But at one point, Jack takes her out for a drink and tells her about what Torchwood is and why they're on the rift, and things just seep through and find their way through this rift in time. So there's just flotsam, jetsam, different things keep coming through, so they keep collecting it, either trying to send it back or utilize it. Now, it is interesting how Torchwood has changed from Yvonne Hartman in um, Doomsday, saying, you know, if it's alien, it's ours. So that's Torchwood 3 was built on the rift as things seep through, but now Jack's in charge. And he does say, he does emphasize more of defending Earth. Things come through the rift and we protect Earth from those things. I think Yvonne, if she were there still, and it was her Torchwood... It would be more, you know, when the things seep through, then we use them. I'm not saying that they don't use the technology for that comes through the rift. They obviously do, and they do to bad effect in the pilot. But Jack, at least, has, you can kind of see, subtly trying to change things to the better. Well, let's talk about, like, Jack, what we know of Jack so far from watching the two or one season of Doctor Who. He started off in the future. He was a time agent. Then he became a con man looking for other things to sell to other time agents. And that's where we meet him in uh, The Empty Child in World War II, the London Blitz. He's trying to get the doctor and Rose to buy the ambulance. And then from then on, he become he, he is part of the crew. And then in Boomtown, he's in modern day London. We're fighting Margaret the Sladeen as she's mayor of Cardiff. And after that, we get flung into the future again into Satellite 5. This is the season finale of season one where Rose has the, the, the core, the heart of the TARDIS in her and Captain Jack has just been killed by a Dalek and he comes back to life as the Doctor and Rose leave the future for the present. And that's the last we saw of Captain Jack. And then now we have the pilot where he's in modern day Cardiff. Wearing a World War II coat. Coat and running Torchwood. Yeah. And we don't know how he got there or anything like that. And uh, they don't even they don't even answer all that mystery throughout the first season. They hint, but you don't get the full story of his journey, how he got back to present day. I should since that's season two and it hasn't happened yet. And the reason we're talking about season one is because it aired from October twenty second, two thousand six, through January first, two thousand seven, which was between season two and three of Doctor Who. Okay. So when Doctor Who season three starts, everybody has already who wanted to watched Torchwood. That's all we have for now. <laughs> uh, back to the episode, the first episode of Torchwood. Uh, I think it's great. The, the Gwen character is a very strong character mm-hmm. and the way she is able to still figure out what Torchwood is, despite having the, the drug erase, yeah, erase her memory, I think is a testament to that character. Like it shows that she's really fighting to figure out this thing that she's smart and capable. I like yeah. Gwen and I like how she's a very normal person that gets us into this this abnormal world. You know, her boyfriend, we, we see, I just watched a few episodes recently, and it's very mundane. It's very, you know, the common man is definitely Gwen. And we see that even in the first episode, like she goes from being on the beat mm-hmm. with other uniform cops yeah. to by the end of it, she's giving commands to them and they even yeah. resent like, oh, it a little bit. special ops. Yeah. yeah. I like Gwen. I do too. And isn't it the next episode, the second episode, where we find out she's she's never fired a gun? He has to teach her how to it, shoot a gun. And so it's just kind of like a little difference between mm. our police and their police. Yeah, it might be. It's one of the fir- first or second. Uh, th- yeah. Sorry, second she or third no episode. Experience shooting a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that because she was like, "I'm on the beat." I don't carry a gun. <laughs> yeah. 
At the end of the first episode, they do something that Joss Whedon wanted to do in Buffy, and that's have a main character be in the opening credits. And then in the first episode, and hopefully you've seen it, or <laughs> spoiler, this whole thing is spoilers, they kill off that main character. So you think they're going to be in it for the rest of the season, but one of the characters, Susie, you find out, has been killing people so that she can use this glove, which resurrects them for a short period of time so she can figure out how to work the glove and thinks that their life is more important that she learn about the glove and how to use it rather than the person's life to stay alive. And then that's when there's an opening and Gwen now is going to take her part as being second in command and running Torchwood. So I think, you know, it's like bringing in a new person and we're thinking, well, they're just going to add Gwen to this group mm-hmm. rather than have to replace. Right. It was a shock. Own. Yeah. Yeah. We find out Susie's the bad guy and then she puts a bullet in Jack's head and she's going to then kill Gwen. Jack wakes up, stops her, and then she shoots herself, splattering blood on Jack's face. Again, this is not Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) You guys recognize uh, Susie? Her actress is uh, Indira Varma. She was in Game of Thrones. Yes, she was. Ooh. She was the sister of the prince from the other island. Oberon, that's it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. She, was okay. also, she was also in Rome, if you guys ever watched that show. I never would have recognized her. So she just came back to life to become a horrible assassin again. <laughs> <laughs> Typecasting? Maybe. She does a better job, though, in uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Westeros. The big difference with Jack also is that he has a look. They yes. changed it to give him a greatcoat from yeah. World War II, where when we saw him in Doctor Who before this, he was a time agent, so that meant you fit in with the surroundings. You would change your clothes to fit in. And so now they said, well, we're doing something that we want an iconic look. So they gave him the trench coat, which is always good. The World War II looked good on him. Oh, and they they utilized it in the the first episode, I think, where he's standing on the building and that drone oh, yeah. goes around. Shot. There's oh, a lot of beauty yeah. shots. Or of... the tight shots of the feet shots running up the stairs and his coat is billowing. Yeah. Yeah. Him. So they got that from the doctor. <laughs> you need a good billowing coat to run it. Yeah. yeah. Jack likes to go up high and stand on tall buildings. Yes, he does. And, and survey. Survey. He's Batman. And just stand there. Yeah. During the day. Not during the night. Yeah. And every time I see that, I'm like, how do they get away with doing that? I mean, just today, I can't imagine, you know, there would be like, you know, cables yeah. holding on to your talent. Maybe there were and they removed them. Maybe. And Russell said he wanted an angel-like show before Torchwood was introduced. And so he wanted that and he put Jack in that angel role of the kind of tormented person looking for redemption aspect. Hmm. That's interesting. Sorry to keep bringing it back to the Buffy. But no, but it's that's what it's inspired years. by. Uh, the, so the next connection, direct connection from Doctor Who that we have other than Captain Jack is the fourth episode, Cyberwoman episode, where Yanto has his girlfriend who has been half converted into a cyber person uh, stowed away secretly in the basements of Torchwood uh, 3. So his girlfriend Lisa was in Canary Wharf during the Battle of Canary Wharf of Doomsday. And so was Yanto. And Yanto got her out. Before she was fully converted into a cyber woman. Sad episode. It's a violent episode, too, when you Mm. see the the Japanese doctor half converted. Just his brain. Those practicals look gruesome. (laughs) That was different with these cybermen. They were trying to figure out other ways of upgrading people. Because they didn't have their full facilities. Coming here. So Lisa was an experiment into Mm -hmm. not just taking the brain out and putting it into a metal body. They were trying to convert the whole human body. And that scene near the beginning where Lisa was still herself mm-hmm. that was really tough good i liked it but you can see where yanto is still keeping her because there is part of the human still in her but when the doctor comes to 
not the doctor, the Japanese, the doctor. Japanese doctor comes and you know, turns the power. It's just converted all over into a cyber, which is also different because we mentioned it, a cyber woman rather than it's a cyber man because Jackie was a cyber man. Right. Yvonne was a cyber yeah. man. Mm-hmm. They, they got rid of gender. They got rid of you know, all right. of that. Mm-hmm. And here they were keeping it as part of the, Experiment. the new experimental change. Well, and they had a costume that definitely showed she was a woman. Yes. <laughs> and this... Uh, is a good example of the theme, I think, of Torchwood, which is secrets. Mm. Everybody has <sighs> secrets yeah. upon secrets upon secrets. Even the first this... episode, yeah, everybody's taking something home when mm-hmm. they're not supposed to. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's like they have the whole secret of Jack. Everything that has to do with Jack. Um, they have, you know, Yanto has his girlfriend down in the basement that nobody knows about. Uh, Gwen's now... Keeping a secret from her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah from Reese. Reese. Um, Reese, who is the Mickey of this, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and turns out to be as great a character, in my opinion, as as Mickey. Mm-hmm. I love Reese at the end of, of uh, Torchwood. Should we take this time now to discuss the episodes? Like, we'll just list them. Just sure. real quick. Real quick. Sure. Yeah. And, like, give us a brief little thing. You want to do that? Well, the first one in the pilot's we called Everything Changes. And we talked about that one. And then the second one is called Day One. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe this Gwen's is the second episode. Day on the, the job. As, as part with, of Torchwood. With the alien that needs um, sexual release for energy. And then kills the person. Just putting it lightly. <laughs> um, and that's one thing about this whole show, Torchwood. They're very sexual and sexually fluid. I mean, everyone will sleep with everyone at one point. Yeah. And it's very different... There's no real couple at this point. It just and it's just uh, very different from any other stuff we've watched. Uh, next episode is Ghost Machine. That's the one with the device that lands into the what do you call that? The guy, just a normal guy, has it, and then they see visions of the past or the future, depending mm-hmm. on what it wants to show the character. Doesn't end with a murder. And no. then we have Cyberwoman, which we talked about. Well, that and, ends horribly with Lisa being shot by everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's a good episode, it's though. A, it's and a good it's episode. Really good. It's very it's sad. Dark. Yanto episode. Yeah. It's it very, just very sad. All very dark. And it's great for Yanto's character. He yeah. suddenly becomes a person. He's not just... He's just geez, not the T-boy. He's not just the admin mm. person. It didn't seem like pizza. when they left Yanto, weren't they having a good time? Like, when they left Yanto behind, I forget if they were going on a mission, but they seemed to be happier... Like maybe they were playing all basketball. They were playing inside. basketball. Yeah, right. all the happiness is, but it's in the periphery. Like yeah. we never focus on no. it. We only right. focus on the suffering. Right, but it does happen. And Yanto's destroyed at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then after that is the episode Small Worlds, which is Brian's favorite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad, and it's it. That was the episode I remember thinking, okay, this show's on a mission <laughs> to. <laughs> Not be like other shows, because to have the children... Spoiler. No. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just to have the children at the end stay with the fairies and not go back to their families. In this episode, the it's fairies just, are the bad guys. Oof, and Jack allows... Rough. He allows a girl to be taken. There's a, The theme is, <laughs> with Cyberwoman, we don't save Lisa. In small worlds, we don't save the little girl. No. Jack allows her to be taken. Like, good lord, this show is sad. Well, even on, like, episode two, that was, like, Gwen's issue with Torchwood. Was, like, why aren't we using this... To help. To help people. Why aren't we saving people? And it was almost like you wanted Jack to be like, well, that's a different show. Yeah, it's definitely Gwen's character's purpose to bring a little... Soften the group. Humanity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Into the group. Um, 
I don't but know how well it works. It's a tough job. Yeah, it's a tough job. Uh, after Small Worlds, then we have Countryside, which Brian's is the, other uh, favorite. And my other favorite one, which is the uh, cannibalism yeah. episode. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and then this is also when Gwen starts to um, cheat on Reese with sleeping with Owen. Just don't oh, get that. I didn't know that happened. Yes, that happened. We said spoiler, right? Man, Owen. <laughs> Owen's the worst. Owen is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking too fondly at Gwen at that point either, though. And at one point, Gwen tells somebody that her Torchwood life and her real life to her are two different things. Mm -hmm. They're totally separate because it's so bizarre in Torchwood. You can't talk to anybody outside that world about what's going on. That's out of time. And that her everyday life is every day. And it's not as extraordinary. It's just that's where I see the whole relationship with Owen fitting in. Gwen, I love the actress. I watch that actress in anything yeah. that she does. And Gwen does, in my opinion, by the end of the third season, uh, redeem herself. Hmm. And she's a good character for me to watch. But I never really liked Owen. <laughs> Beginning <laughs> and middle, never really liked Owen. Right. And Jack frustrated me. Um, Yanto, Yanto's character went through quite a bit of development through the years. And also, in my opinion, he's good to look at. So, <laughs> And Tosh, everybody loves Tosh. It's funny when I see Yanto, I keep thinking that he was in the Army of Ghosts episodes because he looks like one of those guys yeah. in Torchwood One. Gareth or Matt. Yeah. yeah. He should have the like, earpod in. Yeah. <laughs> he totally looks like he came from there and he got reassigned at the last minute and he's like, oh, I guess I can't go back to the original job I was going to do. <laughs> he was knocking Lisa. Oh, no. <laughs> they separated. He went somewhere else. So. Yeah. And then we have the episode Greeks Bearing Gifts, which is Tosh's episode. With the pendant? With the pendant that allows her to be uh, flexible in her sexuality. Another weird one. <laughs> and the pendant let her hear people's thoughts, but you don't want to hear these people's thoughts. And a lot of times that whole gimmick is people being the more two-faced where mm -hmm. you really like them and everything's good on the front you know, facade, and then you hear the real things of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's the curse of telepathy. Mm -hmm. Which would be, but it's like you don't like these people realistic. on the front anyway on the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. It was weird when she started reading her team members' minds. It's as if we knew what they were saying already from how they were behaving, and you know, usually it's the opposite right. in a show where you hear their thoughts and you're like, oh, that's funny, or oh, they're really a nice person. But no, you're just reinforcing what we already know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the episode they keep killing Susie. So, uh, th this one I like. Yeah, Susie comes back. Yeah, this one is good. It, it's I like it because it's interesting and it's it's a bit more straightforward. You know, you figure out what's happening to Gwen and Susie. It's got a beginning, a middle, an end. And somebody does get saved, which it's is a good story. Which yeah, is just... rare in this season. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Random Shoes, which is their light episode. Yeah, you can kind of consider this their Doctor Light episode, mm. but it's more Jack Light. It reminds me a bit of Love and Monsters. Mm -hmm. I and can see that. That's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then we have Out of Time. Which is one of their better ones. Yeah. But Out still of Time sad. is heartbreakingly, so but heartbreakingly good. And it is not. In nobody's time, saved. <laughs> in Out of Time, an airplane arrives. And it's from 1953 with three passengers. And so Jack, Gwen, and I think Owen are there to meet the plane when it lands. So they can take away the people and explain to them that... They're more than 50 years in the future. It's like they just fell through the rift, don't know how to get back. If you go in, it's history's already happened and reported that your plane's been missing. 
So it's what do you do? So they start and help them set up new lives. Like integrate them into modern day society. But and, it doesn't work. Well, it's it's just oh, depressing. I mean, they give them <laughs> new names and then they go, no, the only thing we have left is our names. That's the only thing I have. And so they say, fine. And the, one of the men, there's two women and a man. Older, come through. older men. He's um, a father. You know, he's not... Right, and he goes Single. to see his son, who is still alive, but who's suffering dementia. He's Alzheimer's in a home. Like, why are you twisting died. the knife at this point? <laughs> so he doesn't recognize his father at all. Doesn't have any memory of it. It is just heartbreaking. And this character then tries to commit suicide because he can't handle this. His time's gone. He's out of place. And Jack comes in. And he's um, but in a typical he car into yeah. a garage and trying to. But in a typical show. Jack would talk him out of... Okay, so Jack comes in, stops him, they talk. But instead... <laughs> Jack helps him commit suicide. He sits with him like, in the car while the guy dies. And it's like, seriously, this is just depressing. I mean, I understand the sadness and the choice because they have a whole talk between him and Jack about being out of time and never being in the right... So there's a relatable anybody quality else's. there. But it's just very sad. And Owen falls in love with the pilot, who's a female. And, and, and the way he says it is so depressing because he goes, when I met you and when I got to know you, I felt fear. And then she goes, I love you too. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, but she doesn't want a relationship. She wants adventure. And so she wants to take her plane back into the rift. Because all those things yeah. are now, you know, atmospherically yeah. same. And, and she wants to take that gamble. And he doesn't want her to go, but she chooses to leave him. You know, the one person that Owens Connect, ever opened yeah. up to, ever felt like he loved. <laughs> and just like, she goes, well, yeah, that's not enough. And leaves. Good for her. <laughs> but we don't know what happened. It's like, most likely she's dead. Yeah. Which is fine. She'd rather you die know? than see well, a she... relationship with Owen. <laughs> I know you hate Owen. But, but they worked together. It's one of those weird things that they seem to work together. And it just was very sad. And the other one is a young 18-year-old girl out of the 50s. And Gwen's trying to tell her that things are changed. He, She meets a boy and he's like, well, he doesn't want to just kiss and cuddle. There's more going on now. And they have the whole, when was your first time, talk and all that kind of stuff. And Gwen helps her get a job interview. And because of she's dressed still in 50s stuff, they said that's so she can in now. You're right on the cusp of the new styling. And so she has a job in London to work. And so that's the only one that's possibly happy. We don't know exactly what happened to her. And by the feeling of Torchwood, we're like, oh, what's going to happen? Is the bus going to crash? Is she going to get you know, <laughs> into a, you know, trafficking or all this? It's like you never know what goes on with Torchwood. Sword's going to fall from an alien so. spaceship in the sky and impale her. Yeah. Mm. So that was the only one possible happiness of it. Uh, then the next one we have is combat. It's another Owen episode. And that's... Uh, the Fight Club with yeah, the, the Weevils. Fight Club. Yeah, and Owen's spiral into depression. Um, interesting, this one's written by Noel Clark. Oh, yeah. I remember so seeing Mickey, that. So Mickey wrote this episode. And Gwen stops the affair with Owen in that So episode. this must be the one that she tells Reese. Probably. But what she does yeah. is she, Reese knows something's up, and they're not talking. She tells him over drinks, which then goes back to what Jack did, Jack did the first episode. And so she tells him all. He's pissed at her. And then she says that she drugged him, and he won't remember any of this. But she had to get it off her chest. It's really dark. Yeah. Because as he's falling asleep, she's like, say you forgive me. Tell me. I need to, I need to know that you forgive me. And he's wow. passing out. So 
it seems like a theme of this season one could have been, you know, Gwen comes in wanting to change Torchwood, but it seems like Torchwood changed her. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And meanwhile, everybody on the team is saying, this is the best job I've ever had. I'm like, really? This is the best well, job? Of, you know, this I'm is the kidding. best job I ever had, mostly because of all that out-of-this-world stuff that they're experiencing and seeing. But it just seems like it ruins their personal lives. That I, You know, if they were smart, and, you know, they are smart, be like, this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. They're it's doing their duty for queen and country. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. The thing I don't like about the show is that they don't learn from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a rest no growth. You're right. It's like a rest of development, but not funny. It's like, yeah, workplace yeah. drama that. Yeah. Uh, then we have the episode called Captain Jack Harkness. And this is where Jack and Tosh are thrown back to World War II. And Jack and Tosh meet the real Jack Harkness. This and we is find a good out that episode. the real Jack Harkness is so much more attractive than <laughs> Jack. And you're like, what? Looking? I thought they were both good looking. <laughs> Didn't care if one was preference. more than other. So your favorite was the dance? <laughs> For sure. Oh, that was sad. That was... It was such that was a yeah. good part of an episode. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel so emotional. <laughs> I, that's a really, really good episode. And it's really sad. It's done well. And the uh, character of Billis Manger is... Just creepy. suitably creepy. Oof, his cravat. Only thing that gets me is uh, the dance. No one's no one does anything. Those guys have been would have been destroyed. Happened. I choose to think that the light blinded them and it caused a little <laughs> bit of a... <laughs> no, yeah, they would have died instantly. Well, yeah. At least uh, been quite severely. Yeah. They would have been escorted out of the club at the very, very least. I don't think it was just escort. They would have been like beaten. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Escorted it's the out. only thing about that episode where it's like, oh, this is a cute little... And Rank wouldn't have saved him? No. 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 But no, Gwen would not have been able to save him. No, Rank. Captain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fact Rank that he was being captain. captain. No. No. That would have no. been more. Well, I, I thought worse. it would have been done later on. I wish that dance would have been in private. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The dance yes. should have been in private. Because then, because what they're saying is all of his men saw him do that dance. And then all of those men still followed him the next morning. Mm-hmm. Or is that why he died? Yeah. <laughs> and they all survived. They didn't cover his back. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't really see the aftermath of that. I want And I to... was thinking maybe with the rift opening, it also caused people, like, yeah, some I, kind I, of I think amnesia or something. Yeah, and we're then... not actually seeing Reality. literal like, events that yeah. happened. Did... And I like the episode so much that I'm willing to rationalize it in, in, in any sort of way. The same. Yeah. You know, where it's like, this is just good. These last two episodes are really good. I like yeah. both of the season. Yeah, because then this leads, you know, when they get back into Cardiff, uh, Cardiff uh, present day, this leads into the season finale, which is end of days, uh, which is where Billis, uh, the creepy man, uh, continues, yeah, continues to be super creepy and manipulating events to get uh, the Torchwood team to open the rift. Well, explain a little bit more. Billis has been using the rift to show them what what they really want, their most heart's desire. And they'll get it if they open the rift. Just like an impossible planet. So Toshiko's mother, Owen, <laughs> Diane comes back in that for Owen. Yanto sees Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uncyberized. Yeah. So they all, that's why they all want, and Reese actually, uh, Gwen sees a vision of Reese murdered and she absolutely, and blood everywhere. I mean, it's just like on the walls, oh. on the floor. And so she, she's, so they all agree they have to open the rift to fix all this. And Jack's the only one who says no. And so in the fight, Owen murders Jack. And then they, you know, turn and, and they go to open up the rift, which do. he does. And we see the lovely son of a former character on Doctor Who. 
Abaddon, who is the son of the beast. From Impossible Planet, oh. Satan Pit. So, yeah. So Abaddon is a demon who's... Trapped in time underneath the rift. He, yeah. He's, he was imprisoned in the rift. The, okay. They open the rift. He comes out. He's, you know... It's the, like Godzilla. Yeah, know. Godzilla tall. And his thing is... Uh, With proper horns. Yeah, if you four. fall in... Fix, <laughs> if, you, if his shadow falls on you, you die. He's so, a bringer of death. He's so, Abaddon, the bringer of death. And his name was mentioned in Satan Bit. Yeah. Oh, cool. And so Jack, having immortality, is the only one that can stop Abaddon. Yes. So Jack runs into Abaddon's shadow, and Abaddon basically, um, what did you say, like drowns mm-hmm. in, in, all the in life. Jack's life force. He just can't handle all the life force coming out of Jack, and Jack wakes up. Mm-hmm. And that's also, in the last episode of the season, that's when the entire team now knows mm-hmm. that Jack is immortal. So I think that brings us up to what season one is and what references it has to Doctor Who that we have so far. But there are a couple more that we can mention. We have uh, Bad Wolf in um, Captain Jack Harkness Captain Jack Har- yeah. episode. There's a graffiti of the of the dance hall uh, in modern day Cardiff is closed and it's covered in graffiti. And Bad Wolf is uh, written in the graffiti. And also we get Vote Saxon in that same episode as a poster. And then we... Talked about this before we started recording, but the actress that plays Tosh appeared in season one of Doctor Who in Aliens of London. London. Mm -hmm. She was the, uh, I guess, medical technician looking over the dead space pig with Christopher Eccleston. And Brian has a reason that how it was retconned. Yeah, so she was just a day player for that episode. Um, I don't even think her character had a name. No. Later on, um, you know, she got cast as a regular as Tosh and Torchwood. In a season two episode, Tosh and Owen are having a conversation. Now in Torchwood, she's the computer expert and Owen is the medical expert. So in this conversation, there's one point where Tosh says, um, they're kind of reminiscing. And she goes, remember when you first joined Torchwood? Gosh, I think it was your first week. And you were celebrating and you had that awful hangover and you couldn't report to work in the morning. She goes, and so I covered for you. So I went in and I acted like I knew what I was doing was this episode. So they retroed it to say that this is Tosh filling in for Owen and doing this medical examination here, which I thought was a clever little way of doing it. It gave it a little character moment as well as establishing why she looks the same. Mm -hmm. Then we get this alien, Hoik's. Yeah, the Hoix is also in uh, Torchwood, and that's the alien that appeared at the beginning of Love and Monsters with the big uh, big jaw. With the Scooby-Doo running through the doors. Scooby-Doo running, yeah. <laughs> the red bucket. No, it's in the blue bucket. <laughs> well, also at the end of End of Days, like we said, Torchwood aired, the full season of Torchwood aired between the end of season two of Doctor Who and the beginning of season three. Um, at the end of End of Days, everything's back to normal. They're all kind of, you know... The rift has been closed, although Jack says it's going to be more active now. Gwen is talking to Jack, and they're talking about the visions that everybody had that Billis showed them what they all wanted. And um, she says to Jack, what would you have wanted? What would you have wanted to see? And his answer is a certain kind of doctor. And she's like, oh, okay. And she leaves. And we see Jack, and he's kind of hanging around. And one thing we didn't mention is the very first episode, when Gwen comes into the uh, hub for the very first time. She's carrying the pizzas. She's trying to figure out what's going on. She has that first look around in the hub and she sees a jar containing a hand. That's the doctor's hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we find out. Well, it just seemed... But everybody's already kind of decided that it was. But but it was just like a quick shot and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you kind of like saw it every once in a while Mm -hmm. in the background. Well, 
Jack's at this point, Jack's wandering around the hub by himself and he looks down at the, the hand and the hand is um, bubbling and there's like a little alarm going off. And you cut back to Jack and he starts smiling and you then hear a whoosh, a very familiar whoosh. And Jack gets, smiles, gets bigger. Uh, wind begins to blow in the hub. Papers are strewn everywhere. And Jack runs off. And then a few seconds later, the team come all back into the hub. And they're looking around and they go, where's Jack? He was just here a second ago. Gwen looks around again and says, Jack's gone. He's been taken. He's not here. End of the season. So that's all we get. I love the hub. I love but why show. is it so, like, dirty and dark? Because it's, it's just, in Cardiff. You know, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a subway. It's a subway. It's a tube station that's been around for 100 years. Because whenever we see Torchwood in Doctor Who, they're, like, all high tech and... Yeah, that's London. <laughs> that's why, yeah. Yeah, London gets the money. <laughs> well, and London, they built the whole thing just to reach. Yeah. Like, they built a skyscraper just to reach the anomaly. And then in this, they're like, oh, yeah, there's a hole that you guys can hang out in. That's <laughs> wet all the time. Yeah, that's where you guys get to hang out. It's the difference between New York and, I don't know, Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> You know, it's like cost of living is lower, so it should be like. <laughs> it's, it, but that's also a thing in in Torchwood, and also, well, just with Russell in general, he does kind of always say how we've already talked, seen instances where Wales is made fun of in in uh, Unquiet Dead. They show up, and and Rose is all excited, and the Doctor says, "Well, we're not where I thought." I don't care. It's not, you know. Uh, it's, it's not 1848 it's 1868 i don't care oh it's not summertime it's christmas time i don't care it's not london it's cardiff cardiff <laughs> so it's just that running i think it might be playing into that a little bit but also i'd love the hub uh, yeah it's dirty but it looks like a converted tube station haphazard building building what you can around this rift as quickly as possible I was also going to mention that the hand in the jar the mm-hmm. jar plays a role in Cyberwoman. Wait, is it Cyberwoman? Not Cyberwoman. No. It was the it? the one with the the sex the group, second episode. The sex oh, just alien. the second episode. Because <laughs> what happens is that the the woman that's infected with this alien entity uh escapes because uh Owen she <laughs> she picks up the hand. Yeah. But also yeah, she, she drops Jack, it too. Jack is able to Jack lets her escape because she's holding the hand yeah. in the oh. in the jar. In the jar. And then she throws and it. And something. then she goes after the hand instead of her. And so yeah. It's, it's important to him. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. another hint that like that'll come into play later. And it does. So those are all the connections we have to Doctor Who for Torchwood season 1 at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> would you recommend a fan of Doctor Who watch Torchwood? That's a tough question because... You said fan of Doctor Who. Because Doctor Who is the middle version of these three shows. Yeah. The other two shows being Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures. Sarah Jane Adventures skews very much towards the kids, the younger kids. And Torchwood, I mean, it's intended for adults. How about what episode would you guys suggest if somebody were to see if they if they were a doctor who fan but would also be a torchwood fan which which episode from this first season would be a good like not necessarily to get the story but to get yeah. the tone to get like if you appreciated yeah definitely if, the, the pilot. pilot everything changes yeah and i mean cyberwoman sort of correlates and then captain jack harkness because you find out about captain jack 
But even then, I don't even know if you'd be a fan to go back and rewatch the rest of the series or season one. I mean, if if someone was not a fan of Doctor Who, I wouldn't recommend Torchwood to them at all. If they are a Doctor Who fan, it would depend. And and I would say watch Everything Changes and see how you feel. So you think someone wouldn't like Torchwood if they had never seen Doctor Who? Like you have to like Doctor Who? I wouldn't recommend... No, I'm sure there are people out there. But I'm saying for me... If so, if I knew someone did not like Doctor Who or didn't watch Doctor Who, I wouldn't I wouldn't show them Torchwood. Except, and I'm gonna go there. Okay. Uh, season three of Torchwood for me, I know Frank doesn't agree. For me, I think season three of Torchwood, which is five episodes long, one story, it's like a five issue miniseries. Miniseries, yeah. Is some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. I love Children of Earth, which is the name of the season serial. three. Um, I love it. I think it's fantastic. And I think anybody should watch that. But I'm kind of in the minority. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Torchwood fans loved it, but I just know you, you didn't like it all that much. I think people who like the new way DC is going with their stories of <laughs> Superman Ow! and Batman would really like Torchwood. Ouch! <laughs> oh, that's, that's painful. Oh, that Can you watch out. it by itself, though? The Torchwood? No, no, the... Season three. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, I think you could. Without you having any other context. Yeah. But yeah. I'd, I'd like to go back a little bit and compliment Frank, because that's something I usually I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, there are a lot of people who like they like movies. that. Yeah, they do. And I think they take the negative aspects yeah. of people and, and focus amplify on that and yeah. study that. That's part of what Torchwood does. Mm-hmm. And you know how earlier I was saying that I felt that a lot of this Torchwood was out of balance? To me... Uh, Children of Earth is where they get the balance right. That to me, because it's horribly depressing. I mean, it's Battlestar Galactica season four level depressing. Mm-hmm. To me, it gets the balance perfect. Well, what do you guys feel about the episodes I recommended you to watch before doing this one? Yeah, I I like, um, it made me look at the Doctor differently. Seeing Jack as running, uh, okay, so seeing Jack running Torchwood like reminded me of the doctor a little bit but also made me appreciate the doctor more at least i guess hmm i guess when i watched recently i knew that jack was um oh what's it called he can't die immortal anymore i knew that jack was immortal immortal and also jack has more universe experience than the people that these these people that he's working at in torchwood with so to see him playing with these other people's emotions gave me like a like a kind of like a skeezy feeling about mm. to- towards Jack being like um but it reminded me of the times that Arlene and I were critical of the doctor playing with Rose's emotions but seeing Jack do it in a more oh what's the word I'm looking for like just more over the top and like really playing with their emotions made me appreciate the doctor's restraint in that aspect. And I could be like, oh no, this is what it looks like when someone abuses their knowledge and abuses their immortal. I kind of gave it a pass for Jack because I have no expectations of his moral character. (laughs) Just what they've like built up with his personality already. Like he was hurting people and conning them yeah conning them Mm -hmm. and even when it went horribly wrong he's like well i didn't do anything i just brought Mm -hmm. you know space junk right Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's like i didn't mean it um so yeah i have no expectation of his moral character so something this is actually something i expected from jack Hmm. i thought he would be worse 
And I think having the power balance with Jack and the doctor makes Jack seem a little mellowed out. And without having that power balance, I could see why he would be so like aggressive in that aspect. I think the doctor definitely makes most of the people that he interacts with better just because he has that higher aspiration. Even when he's flawed, or even when the doctor is flawed, he still draws the people around him to be better. And that's probably... I. I think when I first watched this, it's been a while, but that's one of the reasons why I feel like Jack wanted to get back to the doctor because he knew that he was not not necessarily like a bad guy, but he knew that he was doing what it took to achieve the mission that he was on, which wasn't necessarily the the right things all the time for everybody, but it was in his mind the best for overall Earth. So getting back with the doctor would allow him to to listen to those better angels mm-hmm. and to be a better person himself, which is what we're missing really in the Torchwood is that there's not that balance. Yeah. There's, and that, I guess that's what Brian was going for. There's not that person. Like even Gwen doesn't have a moral compass on mm-hmm. the show to like bring everybody back to humanity. Like she, when that out of time one, when she's trying to explain to the girl from the fifties, well, we're, we're all liberated now, so we can have sex, you know, whenever we want. And the girl asks, well, how many sexual partners have you had? And she gets embarrassed because, of course, you know, there's still the stigma of, well, I, I don't want to be considered a floozy or whatever it is. And I don't want to tell you that I've, you know, had a handful or however many guys it was. You know, it's still more than this this young girl from the 50s has had. So they're all so flawed and there's nobody that there's no director. There's nobody that's bringing them up above that or like even trying to push them up above that. They're all just wallowing in this filth of Cardiff. (laughs) (laughs) Watching the two episodes you told me to watch, I actually really didn't like the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. It was didn't really call to me in any way, but I, I like Jack. So watching the episode jack hartness i'm like oh that's Mm -hmm. such a nice episode yeah and i would have been okay with it being completely they would have taken out all the rest of the characters except for the two that were trapped trapped in time yeah so i I had no investment in Mm. anyone else except for jack and see in that episode they like give a little character stuff between jack and tosh Mm -hmm. you know she learns more about him and cares for him he says you know if we're stuck here i'll take care of you you know, you know. I mean, she's, you know, she's Japanese, in the in middle World of two in World War Two, in the middle of the United Kingdom. She's gonna have a rough time. So it's like there are little moments peppered, but they, but they're so overwhelmed by everything negative. So that wraps up Torchwood season one and how it relates to the Doctor Who episodes. And um, just pay attention to those things, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime stream it that way and the dvds are both available uh, standard def and uh, blu-ray because this was shot in high def i guess our, our i guess our consensus is we don't really need to watch torchwood but that's why we're giving you uh, the listeners this little insight of what happens with captain jack because that was something we had asked in uh, the children in need special You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. All our episodes are engineered by our very own Auburn. Find me at auburnbinkley.com. 
You can find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcasts. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Who Knew Podcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is inspired by Dr. Who, the longest running sci-fi show in history, and especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. Captain Jack is still hot. <laughs> <laughs>